one of the things that we're trying to do here is build spiritual character and learn how to live like Christ would have us to live. Does that make sense? And a lot of people will tell you they love the Lord, but are you following him? And one thing that we need to learn is that in everything in life, there's a cost. Period. There's a cost. And many times we get in situations and circumstances by impulse. And we don't figure out what it cost us. And then sooner or later, the bill comes. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so, you know, we're going to talk about it today and we're going to bring it down to modern times. That uh, it's just like uh, uh, when you say you're going to do something, uh, you need to, first of all, before you commit to that something, figure out what it's going to cost you. Amen? Amen? And many of you in here, you want to have some fun? Say yes. yes. Many of you here have uh, been married and divorced because you didn't add up the cost. Well, it wasn't funny, huh? You understand what I'm Oh, yeah. All right. Many people have filed bankruptcy. Forty years ago, I filed bankruptcy because I didn't add what? Add up the cost. Everything costs, right? When you make a commitment to some on your job, you got to get the cost. Like I just use marriage, that having children. You know what bothers me sometimes when people have children and they get all upset. Well, I got to have a life. No, you, you ain't got a life. If you want a life, don't have kids. Yeah, because they become your life. Isn't that right? Right. If you do it right, they become your life, right? And I told you all that uh, there are street people that are sometimes smarter, biblically, uh, truths than non-street person. And you all know my story. I've done everything I possibly could not to get married. That's right. Some fish don't know. And Gwen threatened me. <laughs> it was a shotgun wedding. <laughs> Right? That's right. It's a true story. She'll tell you. She said, you got to do this, do this, or I'm out of here. Right? But I was smart because I didn't get, wanted to get married, Sister Tamika, because I knew more than, I knew what them vibes were saying. And I wasn't all about that. To, you know, to death do us part, in sickness and health, saving yourself to that person and that person only. I'm saying, who wants to do that? Yeah, I'm a street guy. That's too much. That's too many promises and too many commitments, but it's there. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you have to add up that cost. If, if the young people are sitting in here, if you want a degree and you want to go a career or whatever you're after, you got to pay the cost because it's going to cost you something. And so we got a lot of Christians in here, but the issue is, are you following Christ? There's a price you paid to follow Christ. And we're going to talk about that today. Here we go, and don't be all upset because you got divorced and be mad at pastor. He's going to help you get it right the second, third, or fourth time, whatever time you want. Uh, you, you understand what I'm saying? Well, you can get it right now. We, can, we don't live in the past. We go for the future, right? So we ain't going to file bankruptcy anymore, and we're not going to leave our children. We're going to take care of our children. We're going to take care of our families. We're going to be good employees, our employers. We're going to do it right, right? We didn't know before, but we know the, we know the process now. Here we go. All right, so we're going to start with Luke 14, 25 through 34 from the message. 
And we want to thank Heather because we didn't know Kyle wasn't coming and all at once I just walked up here in your own. <laughs> so she does a good job, give her a hand. Yeah. Uh -huh. One day when large groups of people were walking along with him, Jesus turned and told them, anyone who comes to me but refuses to let go of father, mother, spouse, children, brothers, sisters, yes, even one's own self can't be my disciple. Wow. Well, Jesus made that very clear because what happened is when you got a crowd, if you want to thin them out, give them some rules. Huh? Yeah, well, I'm following you, Jesus, and I'm really following you, Jesus, and I want to be with you, Jesus. And they were going through all of this stuff, and then he started saying, oh, you, you'll, you'll leave your father, your mother, your spouse, your children, your brothers, your sisters, and even yourself to follow me. He said, that's going to be the price that it takes to follow me. He was making a point that it costs to follow him. Well, that's no big thing. Most of you already heard that, because if you got, if you got married, it says uh, uh, leaving your mother and your father and clinging to your wife. Didn't it say that? So he said, so, so we already used to that if we Christians, because when we put ourselves in a position that has a cost, we've already weighed up that cost, and we're saying, yes, I do, we're willing to pay that cost. Isn't that right? That's right. That's right. I didn't say you did. I'm just saying you're willing to do to pay the cost. Well, that's what, that's what the Bible is. That's what Jesus is saying is, you can't just walk around set up in church. There's a whole lot of people sitting in church, but they ain't following Christ because they can't give up. It was a struggle for me. I told you all, I pastored a church and wasn't saved for 10 years. And everybody's like, oh, no, nah, like I'm the only pastor. That, yeah, there's a whole bunch of them ain't saved yet. But you got to say amen, he, you see, because the, the whole key to it is religious, uh, religious doctrines sometimes are not biblical doctrines. And when, when Jesus put this thing out, he's telling me, you got to live self. Now, there's a, there's a whole lot of things. It's easy to do that other, but when he got down there and says yes and even oneself, that means denying yourself. And when you talk about denying yourself of some things, that means denying yourself of some fun things that you like to do, right? That means denying yourself of some time that you're using carelessly because you got to deny yourself now because you got to meditate, you got to pray, you got to read your Bible, you got to study, and you got to walk like a Christian. And if you ain't done that yet, and it, it, I can tell you, if you, ask me, Pastor, how, how will I know if I've done it? How would I know if I it hurts. Because I don't know about you all, it hurts to give up some of that stuff. Yes. And, and for some of us, it's a struggle to give up some of that stuff. Let's just be real in here. Okay, can we do that? See, you know, people say it makes it look easy in the pulpit. Oh, just give your life to Christ and, and give your life to God. It's easy. They don't tell you. You can do that on Sunday morning like we open the doors of church. Then you got Monday. And you said, I said all that? Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, okay, all right. We'll go to verse 27. says, anyone who won't shoulder his own cross. And see, the Bible says anyone who won't shoulder his own cross, okay? Anyone who won't show his own cross, what does that mean? You got a cross to bear. Whether you like it or not, folks, all of us got a cross to bear. The scripture, this is Jesus talking. He's telling us, we're looking for an easy way. Just because you become a Christian, you think everything's going to be all right in your life, you still got your cross to bear. Do you understand? I mean, uh, uh, I didn't tell you all, but it's, you know, that, that cancer thing was my cross to bear. You know, three-time cancer survivor, and you all heard last uh, three months ago that uh, the, this uh, test that I was taking, volunteered to take, and they was trying to get my PSA down to four. Remember that? Because they want you in the safe zone. And then they, they got it down to 0 0.34, 
which is incredible. Isn't that something? And the doctor was in shock. You want to hear a miracle? I went Friday. They, they done it again, and he was like, wow, it is now 0.0.09. Right? Right. What that means is it's probably lower than any other man in here. But see, it's God leading me to the right doctors who done the right things because he can heal how he chooses to heal. He can use people to heal. And so I am grateful. I'm following him. It's a lot to it. But man, the blessings in following Christ, he'll take care of you. All right, he'll take care of you. But see, this is, this is you know, I have to go every three months, and this it reminds me, and I'm on, of course, you know, I, I, I know, you know what the cost is? I'm on a good diet, right? I'm on a good diet, and I have to exercise when I don't want to exercise, and I got sometimes something smells like I, want to, I just want to eat it. Come on, God, please. Can I do that? No, but if he's done all of the work for me, the least I can do is do what he would have me to do to take care of what he's got me doing. Right? And, and plus, there's a lot of people in here who really love me, right? And they're praying for me. Then you should give yourself a hand because your prayers are being answered because your pastor is still standing when they gave him five years to live. Right? Amen? But still, that doesn't mean that I don't have a cross to bear, right? You see? Does that make sense? And so he's given me a cross. And, and when I first uh, had that experience for you visitors, I said, God, why me? And God said, why not you? You telling everybody else how to handle it. Here we go, all right? Again, anyone who won't shoulder his or own cross and follow behind me can't be my disciple. So you can't be my disciple unless you pick up your cross and follow behind Jesus. And it doesn't matter how heavy it seems to be. If you're following him, he'll lead you. you just keep, see, if you get behind somebody that's hurting, you just keep stepping. Just keep following Christ. It's going, you're going to get tired sometimes. And sometimes that doubt will come in your head. Oh, come on here with me, somebody. But you just keep going, just keep in step with him, and the blessing will come. I promise you it'll come. All right? And verse 27 from the voice says, If you don't carry your own cross as if to your own execution as you follow me, you can't be part of my movement. Jesus says you can't be in part of my movement. He's got a movement. But you can't be a part of that movement unless you pick up your cross and follow him. You can get in church and we can do praise songs all day and everybody waving their hand and feeling good. But when it comes to carrying your cross, where are you at? When it comes to following him, where are you at, right? So he, in other words, he's saying you gotta, your cross is usually your troubles and your burdens, right? So sometimes, there's no place in there where you wouldn't, say you wouldn't have any troubles and burdens. It's not in there. But he will strengthen you and empower you to be able to do that. See, he's telling me, I have a cross to bear. All of us have a cross to bear. Come on here, folks. But he's telling us, follow him. So that means you're able to keep moving. That's right. You understand? All right. Now we're going to read Luke 9 and verse 23 from the voice message and amplified version. All right. Starting with the voice. If any of you want to walk my path, you're going to have to deny yourself. And he's saying anybody wants to follow Christ says you got to deny yourself. See, the key to being a Christian is selfless, not selfish. See, that's why homes all tore up. It's because people are still selfish. But when you become a Christian, you selfless. I mean, you follow in Christ. And it's easy to, let me tell you, and I used that marriage a while ago, it's easy to keep them vows if you're following Christ because he will empower you. The Holy Spirit will give you the power, the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding, the farsight, and the insight how to handle that situation or situations in your home. You're trying to handle it on your own. It won't work that way. But if you follow Christ, 
he'll give you everything you need to keep moving. Do you understand what I'm saying? But you got to what? Deny yourself, all right? You'll have to take up your cross every day and follow me. And you'll have to do it every day. Every day, there's going to be something come up in your life that you're going to have to deal with. I look at all of these young people, and I admire them, and I admire myself that I'm a grandpa, and I ain't got no babies. <laughs> Boy, when I see them come in there, and they got them little babies, oh, my God, I'm, I just shake my head. Especially the men, y'all look at me, the men's got them daughters. You ain't never seen a cross the bath when you had them daughters. First of all, they ain't scared of you because they know you ain't going to do nothing to them anyway. And then second of all, there's going to come a time when they want to start dating people. Come on, come on here. And, 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 and see, and, and you ain't trusting no man because you know how they are. Right. Well, come on here, right? And so so uh, you guys, bless your hearts. So you want to, so you want to teach your young people to follow Christ. As you follow Christ, you got to start that thing here. And then when they follow Christ, they'll only put people who's following Christ in their lives. We make mistakes, people, and put the wrong people in our life because we follow our own, uh, our own desires. Does that make sense? All right, some of you all look at me like you're mad. Don't be mad at me. I didn't choose him. You did. Or her. Yeah, they'll be like, Really? This is Jesus talking. I'm just a messenger. I'm trying to save. We ought to be tired of what's going on in this country and what's going on in this city. We ought to be tired of the killings and the abuse that's going on. We have the answer. You understand what I'm saying? You all know Reverend Moore, good, my good friend Reverend Moore just buried his granddaughter who got married, excuse me, who got murdered Saturday. Had to bury her. Yeah, a grandkid. This is what's going on around us. This is, this is life. But when you're out of the art of safety, these things can happen. But if you follow Christ and bear your cross, and sometimes your cross says, I'd like to go, but I'm not going. Sometimes bearing that cross and carrying that cross is being obedient to the truth or a parent or a leader or a spiritual guide. Sometimes you have to deny something yourself of something you desire. But you'll win in the end. All right? From the message, Jesus told them what they could expect for themselves. And Jesus has told us. You read the Bible, it's telling us what, we, what, we, what he expects of us and for ourselves, all right? Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. I love that version. It says anyone that wants to come walk with him said, you got to let me lead. Now, that's hard to give up. But he says, if you want to, be, if you want to follow me, you got to let me lead. Man, that means you got to give up self and follow Christ. And he will lead you away from some of the things that you desire to be there with. But he says, no, you want to go this way. And sometimes, I don't know about you all in here, but sometimes, I mean, I like to, like, sometimes I'm like a disobedient child. God saying, you need to go this way. But you don't understand. Right. You ever do that? Well, I just, I got to give up all that to follow you? He's saying, yes. He says, if you want to follow me, you got to give up everything and let me lead your life. You see? Don't you want your kids and your grandkids to do better than you? Then you have to tell them, 
mom or dad or grandpa or grandma made all of these mistakes because they were in charge of their life. And you want to tell those grandkids, you want Christ to be in charge of your life. You want Christ to lead. It's just a simple thing. You know, I, we a church that has, we have a lot of men, and I'm hard on the men over here. This is why this whole thing has gotten crazy, because the men allowing the women to lead them spiritually instead of being men and coming to church and learning and grow and growing spiritually so they can be the spiritual lead in the house like the gospel says. Don't get mad at me. Like the gospel says. And our kids are going through all kinds of different situations and circumstances because they, the lead is not there. And guys, men, you love me? Yes, you do. All right. In, in, in here, it says we're supposed to lead, you know. Guess who Satan wants to get? He comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. If you get the head of the house, if you cut off the head, the body will die. And so he, he does everything he can to get men not to follow him. Satan to follow, excuse me, Satan does everything he can to get men not to follow because he wants to destroy. He wants to destroy families. He wants to destroy communities. And he says, if I can cut off the head, the body will die. Does that make sense? You ain't mad at me, are you? All right. Jesus makes it even more clear to say, you're not in the driver's seat, I am. And Jesus is telling us to get in the pastor's seat. He's telling us, men, get over in the pastor's seat. Mm-hmm. Telling the women, get over in the pastor's seat. Let me drive. Do you understand? And sometimes, you know, it's, more, it's difficult when somebody else is driving because you got to go where they want to take you. Jesus is driving. He's going to take you where he wants to take you. You know, he'd be driving. You say, no, I want to go that way. He does like this, really. <laughs> he keeps on driving the way he wants us to go. Okay? He tells us, don't run from suffering. We are to embrace it. We don't run from our suffering. We embrace it. I told you all the best thing ever happened to me was a word called cancer. I became a better pastor and a better man, and a better God man. I had a better, got a better relationship with God than I've ever had with God. When your life gets threatened, when your life gets threatened, oh, you call on Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you get to know him really good. When they tell you the end is near, you will call on Jesus. Best thing that ever happened to me. Yes, it was the best thing that happened to me. I embrace it because God has shown you all and shown me his power. And he has shown me that man's knowledge is nothing compared to his. Because he's the only one that knows when the end is. Amen. You see. So you got to embrace it. So you may be in a situation right now, you might want to embrace that situation because sometimes we get in a situation that we need to embrace because it's waking us up and telling us to get our life together. Do you understand me? All right. And see, if you ever went to church and you hear a message and you get upset at the pastor, don't get upset at the pastor. It's God talking to you. Because if you're hearing what he's saying is making you mad, then it's the truth. That's right. Do you understand? How could you be a man in here and have a pastor that wants you to take a, a, a hold of your family and follow Christ? And they follow, you can say to your family, you can go home tonight and say to your family, I want you all to follow me as I follow Christ. Wouldn't you women love that? Yes. Everyone would love to have a man to say, baby, here's how we're going to do it. I want you to follow me as I follow Christ. But to do that, I got to deny myself. And my family's got to come first. That's why we do here. 
Come on, you can do that. You see? Because we want everything God wants us to have. And we can't have everything God wants us to have unless we follow him. Because he knows where the goal is. He knows where the blessing is. Do you understand? It doesn't matter where you're at right now. Forget about all that. We're going forward. We're not going backwards. You have a chance and an opportunity today to change your whole life by changing your family. But it won't change till we change. And some women are the head of their households in here. You know the deal. All right? You see, it, it is more fun to listen to some of those pastors that talk about God's got a blessing for you, and you hear those prosperity messages, and you get all excited about it, and then pastor comes up and tells me to man up. <laughs> Pastor's telling me to put my, take my cross and bear it no matter what it is. Pastor's telling me, yes, to follow Christ and deny myself. Pastor's telling me what Jesus is telling him. You think you upset, Ben? I'm going to tell you, you're only upset like this because you only know this much. I'm really upset because I know this much. <laughs> I ain't liking none of it. There's some stuff in here I don't like to hear up in here. But it's the truth anyhow. Right. All right? He didn't ask me my opinion. He should have said, I want to have the gospel of Johnny Fields. But there ain't no gospel of Johnny Fields. And there ain't no gospel in here with your name on it either. All right, here we go. Jesus says, follow me, and I'll show you how. Jesus says, follow me. There's a lot of things that I didn't know in my life, but I followed Christ, and he showed me how. He showed me how to be a good husband. He showed me how to be a good father. He showed me how to be a good grandfather. He shows me how to be a good pastor, a good friend. He had to show me. How can the, remember the soldier says, how can I know? Let some man show me. Jesus showed me these things. All right? Are you quiet because you're listening? All right, where am I at? Uh, Still on the message. Okay. Uh, It goes on to say, self-help is no help at all. We've all tried that. Self-help means, I try to self-help myself. You know, every time that I got down, I try to self-help myself. Got me a joint and try to roll it up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Drove me a little wine. Y'all know that back in the day. Yeah, I used to smoke. Yes, I used to smoke weed back in the day. Yeah, and drank, I used to drink wine back in the day and listen to Coltrane and, yes, and Miles Davis and all them folks back in the day. And I was medicating myself because I was hurting and I was listening to the blues and they was getting down and I got downer. <laughs> you see? Until I came to Christ and forgot all that stuff, he took me up. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because when we medicate ourselves, we go this direction. When Christ meditates us, we go this direction because he's got the answer and he can solve the problem that's so disturbing our spirit. Do you understand? You don't know. Men, we don't know enough. There's a thing that men are from Mars and women are from Venus or vice versa, right? Well, God created Venus and Mars, so if we're in the spirit, we can get along with each other. But it's only the Holy Spirit that we have to have to teach us how to get along with one another. Do you understand that? And so when I stopped following Johnny Fields and allowed the Holy Spirit to come into my life, I became the things he had desired for me to be. But without Christ and without the Holy Spirit in my life, I couldn't do it. All right? Can I say it? All right? right, Here we go. All right? And so men and women in this church today, and I'm taking my time with this because we need to make a difference. We ought to be tired of burying burying our kids. We ought to be tired of this stuff, right? 
We see that nobody can help us because they got more chaos and confusion. You thought you had chaos and confusion in your house until you turn your TV on and you see what they got in the White House. Right? So we got to take care of ourselves through the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will help us, people. You need to hear me. The Holy Spirit will help us to love one another, respect one another, and take care of one another. Without that, we can't do it. All right? Self-sacrifice is the way, my way, to finding yourself your true self. Self-sacrifice. You see, self-sacrifice, I've been married 47 years, and I'm just now learning how much. 47 years, let me tell you, it doesn't make any difference. It could be 57 years. It's something new every day. It's something new every day. People say, how long have you been married? I say, 47 years. I say, oh, you got it down. No, you ain't. No, I ain't. <laughs> no, I ain't got it down. No, because I need the, whole, the same Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit more now than ever. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because each time we get into a different age bracket, there are different things that come in our lives. Do you understand what I'm saying? But the Holy Spirit and seeing it's, it's kind of really now, it's kind of fun. After you do it right, God will bless you. God will bless you. God will bless you. And, I'm, and you all are glad for Sister Gwen. Because Sister Gwen is the one that brought me to Christ. I was following her. You see, she brought me to Jesus. I had other things in mind. All right, well, that's the truth. Come on, let's go with it. You all need one of them. I'm not one of them pastors that went to, came out of a too good two-parent home and, and done everything right and went to what's them schools and got a little education and theology. No, I'm a hood rat that got it together, <laughs> that, Jesus got, that Jesus got his hand on and got it together. Period. Period. That's where it is, you see? And so, if you look at me, if he can do it for me, he can do it for you. That's just how it is. So if you're looking for some pastor to tell you all that good stuff, I ain't the one. I done told y'all, I done done everything under the sun, and probably some that they didn't have written down. Thought about it. All right, keep going, all right? Yes, but God has the power to come in your life, and you can, he can help you make the changes you need to make. You see? The church, the church is for sick people. It's people tell me, all the time, I ain't going to go to church with hypocrites down there. I say, you need to go to church because you're a hypocrite. And the church ought to be full of hypocrites because those hypocrites are trying to get it right, right? right. We are sick folks. Come to, the one place you ought to be comfortable is in the church. Right. Because there's people just like you that got saved, some still working on it, and some right where you at. Right. Amen? Right. All right. And we are grateful here that we have a pastor. People come to me sometimes. Can I talk? I'm going to anyway. People come to me sometimes and say, well, I don't want to tell you this. And I'm looking at them, really? I could tell you more about that than you have ever done in your life. Remember, I'm a 60s kid. I'm 71 years old. You just think you're 30 and you can tell me something that ain't been done? Oh, are you kidding me? Right? All right. That's right. That's right. So y'all don't go out and say, Pastor did say he's he did smoke weed back in the day. Don't go, oh, Pastor Phil said he smokes weed. No, he did smoke weed back in the day. He did. Oh, yeah, they'll get it wrong now. Oh, yeah, they will. He did drink back in the day. I still listen to Miles and Coltrane, but I don't need all that to get me there now. All right, you understand me? Yes. And it was hard to let go of that, you know. When you think you owe that? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes. 
You get me out of this. <laughs> Come on. Because we can have fun in here, right? Because we know it's real, right? You didn't want me to come up and tell a lie, right? No, you're not. I ain't going to tell you a lie. Yes, I know the Holy Ghost is real. Without the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit, then I'm a real fool, period. But with the Holy Ghost, then I can be called Pastor Fields. Do you understand? I can be called the Son of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? I can be called a Christian brother. You see, that's what he will do for you. Because somebody sitting in here, you're thinking about what you've done in your past. The Bible says, I'm letting that stuff go behind me, and I'm going to go forward for that higher calling in Christ Jesus. And that's what we need to be able to do. All right, all right, all right. We're not going to get finished with this, okay? All right, Jesus says from the Amplified Version, if anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple, he must deny himself. You want to follow me? Get out of self. If you want to follow him, you, you got to get out of self. And that's a hard thing to do sometimes. But if you want to follow Christ, you got to get out of self. You love me this morning? Yes. Get out of self. You got to get out of there. All right, keep going. We also must set aside our selfish interests. And I got to give along my selfish interests. You know, isn't that something? that there was a time in the 60s that I could name everybody on the Green Bay Packer team from the, from the offensive lineman all the way through on defense, and I knew all of them, and didn't know the first five books in the Bible. Are you with me? Yes. Got to give up some stuff. Come on. You got to give up some stuff. Sometimes it can be family members that's hindering you. Now, don't be getting no divorces and leaving children. I'm talking about them in-laws and outlaws you got out there. You got to get, no, yes. I don't have anybody in my space that's not following Christ. You see? All right. And it also says take up his cross daily. Yeah. You got to follow every day. Every day there's something coming up. You got to pick up your cross and carry. It's never going to be easy, people. But it can be joyful. It can be joyful. You get the winning stuff. You get, you, I mean, you get the winning stuff. I have never lost a battle since I've given my life to Christ. Never lost a battle since I've given my life to Christ. All right? It has also says, while doing this, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come and follow me. Jesus says, no matter what may come, you say, you got to follow me. High blood pressure, diabetes, cancer, sometimes divorces, sometimes death. Say, follow me. Say, that stuff can't stop you. Sometimes incarcerated, it can't stop you. Said, you got to follow me. You got to follow me. All right? Jesus says, not only to follow me, but you also must believe in me. Said, not only follow me, but you got to believe in him. How many of you really want a great life? He's got it for you, but you got to follow him. All you got to do is follow him. I'm telling you, it works. All you got to do is follow I am, I, sometimes I don't want to tell you all how happy I am because you think I'm lying. I am so happy. If I knew 70s would be this good, I'd have been 70 a long time ago. I felt so good, I went out and bought me a, a fast car. Just because I wanted to. I went, I said, I want that one. 
because it goes 180 miles an hour. I'm not going to go 180, but it says that it's got that on there. Why would I want a car to go that far? So I can tell all these people in here that's got these little cars, your car can't go faster than my car. Because <laughs> I'm having fun. I'm enjoying my life. You see, I got two little puppies, beautiful wife. I'm doing great friends. Love this church. Amen. All because I'm following Christ. All because I'm following Christ. This is what you get when you follow him. I'm telling you, he's not going to, if God asks you to give up one thing, he's going to give you three or four more better. I'm telling you, he'll do that for you. Because I know that, you see. I have never been on a high like a spiritual high. Because I never got high looking for joy. But now I got joy, unspeakable joy. Do you understand? Because I'm following him. I don't need to be medicated up anymore to feel good. I just feel good. And you can have the same thing. You got to follow him. He don't want to take anything from you. He wants to add things to you. All right. He wants us to conform to his example in living. He wants us to do what? Conform to his example in living. I want to live like Jesus. I want, I want to live like him. There wasn't nothing sad about him. He endured everything he had to endure. Right? They couldn't even kill him. They thought they had a victory. He just left and went down to hell and got some, of, some folks out of there, according to the scripture, and then came back and walked the same streets that they thought they killed him. I can't even die. That's incredible. I can't, well, y'all might, you, y'all don't understand it. I can't even die because he who believes in him shall never die. That's scripture, folks. You think you, you want to follow him. There's life after death in following him. They can't, hey, the devil can't even kill you. You see, only thing cancer can do is relieve me from this body to, so I can have a new body in Christ. And he'll do that for you. That's it. And the last part says, if need be, suffering or perhaps dying because of the faith in me. Oh, wow. He's saying if need be, do what you got to do. And sometimes the cost is tough. Did I get to the cost? I'm going to do that next week, all right? You love me this morning? You all can, we're going to have, we got some people we have to baptize. Well, give me a hand clap. All right. So what happens when you all see me do this? See, I, I, at 30 minutes, I always look back there. Because we got a lot, you all just need to go back to the Baptist, want to get baptized. And we got a, a family. This is incredible. The whole family is getting baptized, in this, and I love it. Right. I love that. You can come across here for me. They don't usually do that, but, but anybody, but where you, you flew in here from where? Come on, you can come from California to get baptized, right? Man, you can walk across me anytime. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. That's... Now, that's serious business when you want it that bad enough that he's in college. And he heard about his family getting baptized. He was upset. Family getting baptized, and I'm not there. I want to be baptized, too. And, of course, Mama made it and, and that, uh, so he could be here to church and get baptized. That's a blessing. Yes. I might be, I'll, I'll go ahead and open the doors of the church because there's a lot of folks that's got to get. Uh, God is good. I'm just so grateful and just so excited about what God is going to do. Because some of you listening to me, I'm so grateful about what God is going to do for your life. 
I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about what he's going for your life. But let's open the doors of the church in case someone wants to join the church right now.